Hello, and welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Grace. And I'm Emma. And continuing our Miyazaki season, we are almost done. Second to last movie. This time we watched Ponyo. Yeah. What a sweet movie. It's very good. <laughs> this is probably the most cute Miyazaki movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard competition, but I just mean like... Even though the stakes get very high at the end of the movie, um, you don't you do not feel them in the way yeah. that you do in like Totoro even. Right? Yeah, no, I feel like this movie is a little muddled. Um, I don't think it's the cleanest in terms of that. No. Um, but I don't think it needs to be. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be. Um, and stuff. And so yeah, it is less harrowing than Totoro. Yeah. And just so gorgeous. This was the biggest surprise to me. Um, in this season, out of the movies that I hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you know, it's like I hadn't seen Princess Mononoke, but I'd heard, you know, all these things, especially from you, and, like, how good it was, and, you know, and it was bloody and all that stuff, and that's true. It was very good and, and bloody, um, and stuff. But this movie, I feel all I had heard was people were like, oh, I don't, I don't like this one. This one isn't good. And so watching it. And seeing how delightful it was, was a beautiful surprise. Yeah, well, this is, uh, I, mean, I guess we're talking about our history a little bit now, I so might so. as well do that. Um, this was one I saw in theaters, and I remember having a good time with and being like, oh, this is good. This is has a lot of things that I really like about these movies. Um, it is, like, weaker, you know, it's lesser Miyazaki or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's very twee and cute, um, and it's fine. Um, I really don't feel like that now. This might be one of my favorite movies that we've watched mm -hmm. so far. Um, a lot of it has to do with feelings that I will maybe articulate <laughs> later. Uh, but yeah, this is the second time I've watched it since then. And also the thing that really struck me this time around, yeah, was just how it's still very recognizably a Ghibli movie. Mm -hmm. um, and even, you know, more specifically like a Miyazaki-driven movie, right? But the animation has such a different quality to it. Um, yeah. Then we will talk a little bit more later. That was so striking this time around mm -hmm. and so interesting. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, so that was the that was the surprise for me is I did not I was just like oh this looks like other Ghibli movies do yeah no it is it's gorgeous yeah it's, I'm obsessed yeah a little bit um well, yeah well let's talk about what happens in this movie I guess yeah part of me thinks this might even be harder than like doing Totoro because <laughs> I'm like right what happens in this well there movie? is the, the thing is it's weird there is more plot there is more plot. Um, but like, I, and maybe it's just because I've only seen it the one time, but and I'd seen Totoro more. Mm -hmm. But it's like almost even harder to. There aren't like episodes of things that happen necessarily yeah. in the same way as Totoro. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I guess so. Basically, this is this is a retelling of Little Mermaid. Yes. Right. Um, the big character Ponyo is this fish lady, mm -hmm. um, and her dad is this mad scientist, and her mom's a. Uh, ocean witch goddess yeah question mark <laughs> crystal gem <laughs> yes yeah all of the above um anyway and she feels cooped up you mm -hmm. know and so she retreats and befriends this boy sosuke mm -hmm. who just lives on this little seaside town his mom works at uh like senior center yeah he's going to kindergarten mm -hmm. or some you know thereabouts yeah um and he thinks it's a goldfish, but, you know, then he starts speaking to her, speaking to him and stuff. Yes. Um, um, and 
Yeah, so he's just carrying this little fish with a human face around. And uh, Ponyo's dad comes and takes her away. And Sasuke is real sad. Yeah. Um, thinks she's gone forever. Also, Sasuke is four. Uh, no, five. Oh, Sasuke. Sasuke. Yeah. Sasuke is five. And so just, like, absolutely distraught. Um, yeah. By this. Um, Sosuke's dad is a ship captain. Right. Um who's out on the sh- just out on a ship and he's supposed to come home and he doesn't and yeah he's, he gets called into some you know extra shift or, yeah, or something and, and mom's real mad and they fight over like a uh, morse code yes like, yeah <laughs> like, i think w- one of that scene anyway, we'll talk about it yeah that's such a lovely elegant mm-hmm. scene um and i think it also maybe shows some of the limitations of this movie but anyway we'll, we'll get mm-hmm. to that later yeah um but yeah, meanwhile, uh, Ponyo, his name is, you know, Fish Girl, right? She's mm-hmm. returned to her dad, um, and her dad's like, you know, it was so dangerous for you out there, why'd you do that? And he calls her Brunhilde. Brunhilde. And she's like, no, my name's Ponyo, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna grow legs. I'm gonna grow legs. Because <laughs> he also, she licked some of his blood. This is actually Sosuke's important. blood. Sosuke's blood. Mm-hmm. When she he got cut as he was like retrieving her from the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, so he's she's like part human now, mm-hmm. um, and you know grows tries to grow legs and stuff. Um, anyway, basically, she, she he kind of gets her to quiet down, and he's like, "Oh, I have this plot to like reinstigate the Cambrian age, and oh, you know, yeah. and have big oceans and stuff, and like lay waste to humankind." Yeah. Um, and she manages to use her magic and her you know sort of human powers to escape and the help of her million baby sisters million baby sisters yeah <laughs> she she's like the oldest i guess yeah. are they all the same age and she's older than all of them it, it appears that way <laughs> <laughs> um but in the meantime sort of opens up this vault where mm-hmm. her dad's been keeping the like elixir to start this new age and so kind of basically causes the climate crisis. Yes. Like, water levels rise, mm-hmm. everything's sunk, you know. Yeah. But she also returns to Sosuke. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a harrowing scene where Sosuke and her, his mom are trying to get oh, back to the so house, the clifftop house. Driving through a tsunami. <laughs> yeah, and there's, like, all these weird fish waves and stuff. Yes. And, and, you know, Ponyo's running on the waves. Anyway, so she's, like, a little girl now. Mm-hmm. She looks like a human girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to pick up the ball here, but I don't know where to go. I don't know. Yeah, Lisa <laughs> takes her in, um, and there's just very cute times, you know, when they make dinner and stuff. Um, and uh, Lisa, the mom, she's just like, things kind of settle down. Um, and she's like, I've got to go to the senior center to, get, to help out. Right. You know, gotta got to help these old people. Um, but she promises, you know, to come back to Sosuke. Um, so morning comes, and, uh, you know, she's not back, and they look outside, and by this point, the water has literally risen to their doorstep. Yeah. Um, which, like, they lived on top of, like, a big hill above the rest of the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so it's like, we gotta go find my mom. Um, so Ponyo, through magic, turns his toy boat into, like, a life-size child boat <laughs> yes yeah a, bo- a boat for what is this a boat for children <laughs> it is a boat for children um and they go to find the senior center and like run into a bunch of people who are also on boats you know and trying to 
just survive um, the time. Though everything's calm by this point. Yeah. Um, well, and that's sort of they run into other... Well, this is the thing, is the movie kind of deliberately hedges whether people have died. <laughs> it seems like yeah. everyone's kind of all right. Yeah, it's like everybody evacuated or they're all just magically on boats, which, like, it is a town right on the coast of Japan. Like, it's based on a real fishing village. I'm sure those people actually had boats, um, yes, but it is yeah. suspicious. Well, there's also that scene where there's all the boats that are tied down to, yes. the, like, floating in Anchored. the water. Anyway, I mean, I don't think this isn't a big deal, but it's this was something I was thinking about. It's a movie about. for children, and everybody is fine. Yeah, but I was like, well, she's like, what? This is so weird. Um, anyway, so basically... Um, well, yeah, well, the only, the only really, like, capital B, capital P plot... Uh-huh. Is like the world is going like, Padia sort of kicked off the world's end. The moon's getting closer. Yes. <laughs> right, and the only way she can sort of end it is if she like pledges to become human or like becomes a fish person yeah, again. She can't mess around. Um, she can't be both. Yeah. Yeah, and so there is like a conversation somewhere in there where Ponyo's parents meet up and are talking, and her dad is like, "Oh, well." Her her mom is like, "If if Sosuke loves her." forever yeah you know then as you know then she will be a human and she'll lose her magic and she'll be fine yeah that'll be great everything will go back to normal and her dad is like but he's just a little boy <laughs> like yeah and you she... know we can't guarantee that he'll love her and like if he doesn't then ponyo will turn into sea foam uh, no, no. Oh, right. And then she's like, well, you know, we all were all one seafoam. We all were one seafoam. But she's like, okay, like, if he can pass a test, then it'll all be fine. Right. And that's basically what happens, right? They meet up. Ponyo is kind of, like, there is some sort of distressing scenes where Ponyo is, like, losing her ability to, like, stay human. Yeah. And stuff. Um, and so she's, like, a little fish person in a bucket again at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sosuke, like, pledges to love her yeah. forever as it, you know. He's like, does it bother you she's half fish? And he's like, nope. Nope. I love her as a fish. I love her as a half fish. I love her as a human. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love all Ponyo is. Yep. And so then, you know, things work out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponyo is like in this little bubble. And it's like, hey, once you once you get back to shore, like kiss Pon, you know. Ponyo, kiss the bubble. Kiss the bubble and she'll turn into a human. So the final shot of the movie is Ponyo kissing him. Mm-hmm. And she turns into a human girl. And look at each other and it's just, you know, the circle zoom. <laughs> yeah. I'm forgetting what that's called. There's a word for that. But mm-hmm. anyway. And then credits. And then credits. Um, yep. Sosuke's dad is safe. Yes. Um, Sosuke's mom was just like chilling. Yeah, um, at the senior center. Which is underwater, but magic, Protected you know. by a giant jellyfish. Yeah. Well, they also go back because they, cause they're like in the park, right? Well, on the bench, there's the one old lady that like. Yes. And Which, then. yeah, I mean, we can get into it. That's part of, like, what feels muddled to me, is there's this one old lady who's, like, she's been grumpy the whole movie. Yeah. Like, all the other old ladies love Sosuke um, and stuff, but she's kind of more like, mm. Yeah. Um, but then, like, here, because um, Fujimoto, that's Ponyo's dad, is like, oh, like, he comes to he comes to Sosuke and he's like, just give Ponyo back to me and it'll all be fine. And stuff, and this old lady, like, who didn't go into the water cavern, she's like, don't believe him, like, they all fell for his tricks, but I won't, and yeah. so I was like, was, like, what, I think, were there tricks with the ladies? Like, no, I think the implication is they were all on that island. Yeah. Right? Like, that was how they weathered the storm, mm-hmm. right? They, they made it to the park, mm-hmm. right? 
And then Fujimoto showed up and was like, hey, I got this big jellyfish and you can go back to the senior center, you know, mm-hmm. and like hang out there. Yeah. And she was the only one who was like, no, I don't want to go back with him. Yeah, but it we doesn't... didn't see that. No, it does know? not say that. So, it, right. and it was like weird because then, yeah, just his mom was down there and, yeah. and stuff. And so like all the old ladies were like, we're rooting for Sosuke. But then this lady was like, it's a trap. And yes, I was yeah. like, wait, is it? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> well, because Fujimoto is like such a suspicious character. Yeah. Like, the first scene he shows up, he's trying to trying to find Ponyo, and he knows that you know she's with this little boy, and so he goes up and he's he's like has super dry skin, so he has a big pump, and it looks like That's a pesticide. A, yeah, thing. it's very funny. Yeah, it's just so, it's very funny. Um, and the thing, the thing is, we've talked about this a lot, but the, the plot mechanics is going to be very important, and like the the brief summary of it, I think, is really simple, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, but I think what makes this movie I don't know. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me to talk about this movie and not talk about how trans it is. And yeah. How trans it felt to me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because I mean, like, and I think this is something that people read into the Little Mermaid a lot. I've seen people do this with the Disney movie also. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really ob- It's really easy yeah. to to do this. Um, but Ponyo, I think, does a lot of this stuff where, um, part of what makes Ponyo so charming and like being around her so exhilarating is she has this like, she has this like flexible body that sort of like changes and shifts. Like that scene where she like pops out legs and stuff <laughs> is so like um exciting and uh-huh. like sort of like wow she's like asserting her like own bodily autonomy and like even like and the thing is i just feel like it goes deeper because it's like she has you know she chooses a name right mm-hmm. she's like no this is my name yeah you know like her dad has a different name for her but she's like no this is my name mm-hmm. i get i get to choose my name right and then also like the, there's so there's a whole sequence that we didn't really talk about where she's in the house Mm-hmm. with um sosuke and uh lisa is sosuke's mom um and they're just like kind of having like human experiences like having like instant ramen for the first time yeah and like you know and like drying off with a towel right and like finding out what fire is mm-hmm. and like drinking tea and stuff and it's all so like whoa this is so cool and like and the thing is like it's it's weird this is an experience like you and I have had, mm-hmm. um, as I've been trying to do like more quote unquote girly things, mm-hmm. as like that you have sort of this this built in experience with stuff that I don't, and yeah. sometimes that is friction causing, and sometimes it's like, whoa, this is actually like really interesting or cool, and like seeing like it's obviously like it's not literal, like it's metaphorical, right? Yeah. But it extends to kind of this like the joy of like being human, of like seeing yourself as yourself, and like her mm-hmm. coming into this understanding of yeah her being like something that she was taught not to be right mm-hmm. and i think it's interesting also that like her dad's sort of the opposite where he's like a was human yeah and became mm-hmm. like a fish person yeah you know drinking drinking the ocean elixir yes <laughs> um, he's a weirdo he's um, such a weirdo yeah but like no and i think i think what um what helps just like the little more mermaid story in general and like you know with with fujimoto specifically like it works so much better for me the fact that she is a tiny child right <laughs> um yeah. and stuff and like because yeah because he does like once she once she's like no like my name is ponyo um and stuff and he like calls her ponyo yeah for the rest which of the i movie. think is such a great um, touch which yeah. is so good and he's still like I don't want you to be human. Like, humans are bad, and, like, right. I wasn't, and stuff. But, like, 
he's more scared, but like he's scared about her like literally dying, you know? Yeah. Like one of the things is I think I think you could argue like some of the methods, the way he has those creepy yeah. like water things and stuff, yes. like feels kind of threatening and scary. Yeah, but right? it's it's much it's it's more understandable to use your ocean magic to grab a five year old and pull you from what you you think is imminent danger for them. Yes, as yeah. opposed to like a teenager being like, "I must control your sexual sexuality." <laughs> yes, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. What's well, the thing is like the. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we want to go too deep on the like Disney Little Mermaid, but sure. like Triton's pretty scary. Yeah, you know, he's a big man. Mm-hmm. He's got a big trident. He does. <laughs> and trying to, you know, and Ariel's stealing it so she can open up the Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> right. You remember. <laughs> yes. Don't we all remember? We had to experience it twice if you played all those games. At least twice, because Little Mermaid's in Kingdom Hearts 2 also. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for the... <laughs> but yeah, but I think that's a, that's a significant point is like... Like all of the all of the actors in this story are like well meaning, mm-hmm. right? And like trying to do good things and like sort of. And I think that's something that makes it interesting. The story about like environmentalism and climate change also mm-hmm. is that it, these are things that are like happening to the characters and like to some degree, like it's her dad's fault for like having the big elixir thing. It's yeah. her fault for opening the door, but it's not really intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Like all this sort of happens, yeah. And then we have to sort of deal with the the fallout of it, right? Which I think is. Um, not accurate to, like, sort of this, um, the tangible ways climate change play out in the way we're, like, we're all sort of complicit in it, quote, you know. But also it's true to the fact that, like, none of us individually are responsible mm-hmm. and we sort of have to, like, deal with what has happened and try and, like, be with each other and, you know, make something out of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's really... It's not, yeah, I don't want to describe it as, like, optimistic exactly. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think there's a, like, all Miyazaki movies, there is an element of melancholy and, like, the the threat of, like, death and change being, like, kind of scary, right? Yeah. Um, but I think there's also sort of a, a joy, like, there's a joyful act of living, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, sure. That is something, I, like, wrote this down towards the beginning of the movie, Um and so I was like, oh, I bet this will be, like, a thing. Um, and I think it is. I might need some help, like, fleshing out yeah. my thoughts. But I wrote down, like, everybody's body in this movie is, like, so... It feels, like, round and filled out and, yeah. like, lived in um, mm-hmm. in a way. And it might just be, like, that, like, the animation is, like, slightly different yeah. than all the movies um, we've seen. But, like... I just, I just love, like, even, even the old ladies at the beginning, it's like, and they're, like, complaining about, like, their legs, you know? Yeah, they're like all, a, most they're of them all, wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, they're all old and frail and stuff, but, like, they still have these, like, nice, squishy bodies, you yeah. know, that are beautiful. And then, like, at the end, right. they get to, um, like, through the, through the magic, like, they are able to run again, and they're, like, so happy about it. Um, and it's just, like... I don't know, it's just a nice thing to, like, watch those bodies, especially, you know, the movie is so much about, like, building your body, um, and, yeah. like, like, deciding, you know, how to live your life right. in, well, within so, that. Yeah, well, there's the scene when Ponyo escapes, like, all of her sisters turn into, like, these big fish, and they mm-hmm. sort of, like, explode out, and, like, become these, like, huge yeah. waves and stuff, and it feels like, yeah, like, this sort of, the way we, we didn't really speak about this specifically, but like the coloring in this movie mm-hmm. on the characters, especially, it, it looks like 
Tintin. It looks like mm-hmm. older comics where the coloring is like really flat, right? It's like yeah. a single shade. It's flat the entire and face. like stark. Yeah. Um, and so you don't you don't get this like lighting, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like differential that you get in like other Miyazaki movies, right? It looks mm-hmm. and also the the backgrounds are like um they're not painted their hand I mean there might be some paint on there like I don't know yeah. what the exact medium is, but that you can see like pencil strokes or pen strokes, mm-hmm. right? You can see the there's like this this heavy layer of like artifice, yeah. right? on it um and i think that like makes it so like everything feels sort of a little more in flux and a little bit more able to be shifted mm-hmm. right um yeah no it really is like um this movie is a fairy tale yeah and, like not just like obviously that's like coming from like the little mermaid influence um and stuff and but yeah i think it's just kind of what you were talking about earlier it is like it is optimistic um it is also very individual yeah. <laughs> um and stuff and so i think it's just like about living like how how do you live with yourself and other people yeah well i mean i think kind of along with, uh, this is kind of a different tack maybe but something i think i also really appreciate about this movie is how um like this is uh this is kind of a weird thing to say but this is like culturally appropriative, and I do not mean that in a in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. In like a you know, in like oh, this is bad. But like you know, this is not like the Little Mermaid is not a Japanese story. It's cultural exchange. Yes. Is the word yeah. I think you're looking for. Right. But like the thing, the thing that is about it is it's like I feel like a lot of like if you you know remake a U.S. a movie from another country in the U.S. is usually like a very straightforward adaptation of that movie, mm-hmm. right? It's just in English and with these different actors and stuff, yeah. right? Um, like I have not seen, you know, the, the, let the right one in us remake or mm-hmm. was that force majora remake that's coming out, uh, with, you know, it's actually not bad casting. It's Julia Louis Dreyfus or, and Will Ferrell, but heaven forbid, yeah, heaven forbid the upcoming your American oh, live action, God. your name. That sounds so bad. Anyway. So the thing <laughs> is that like the thing is although i'm sort of okay with like stories being translated in that way mm-hmm. right um but what the thing that's really cool about ponyo is it does not feel this devotion to the little mermaid it yeah. borrows mm-hmm. like very broad strokes mm-hmm. right but like ponyo is not a mermaid yeah in the strictest <laughs> sense <laughs> you know <laughs> um yes. and so I, I i think about like also like dark souls this is like a weird comparison to bring up, which is very different. But like, um, the one of the stories I heard about the creation of Dark Souls and sort of the inspiration behind it was that um, one of the creators grew up with like a, a book of like Grimm's fairy tales or something, mm-hmm. but it was in English or in German or something, so he couldn't understand it, mm-hmm. right? But there were pictures, oh. and so you're like flipping through it and you're seeing these things. Yeah, but you're seeing them without context, like you do not know yeah. what is happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that filtering. That experience of doing that, like, leads to Dark Souls where, you know, you have this, like, very sort of alienating experience with some of that stuff, right? This isn't like that, but it is like, it isn't like that in the sense that it's alienating, but it's like that in the sense that, like, it feels, like, very much like being filtered through a different perspective. Where, like, someone mm-hmm. looking at a story and, like, okay, I fi- what do I find fundamentally compelling and interesting about the story? Yeah. And how do I, like, highlight and make those things, like, my own mm-hmm. in a way that feels, like, I think really interesting. And so... Like, yeah, I, I think I want, um, but also part of it with that is that the, the influence is really readily apparent, right? Like, people are yeah. familiar with mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. It's not like you cannot go to Ponyo and not know what that story is, mm-hmm. right? Which is maybe different for, like, you know, if they like, actually make that Parasite HBO series, <laughs> right? Or whatever. 
that like you might not be familiar with the movie that it's drawing from Mm -hmm. right and so so part of it is like yeah i want people to be more daring with adaptation but i also want them to like the other hand of that is like give people access (laughs) like you know don't yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. don't just like translate a story but like give it give that story to people and then like use it you know in whatever way you Mm -hmm. want to yeah maybe maybe this is where i go off um it's yeah. <laughs> related to talking about adaptation um because i oh right yeah yeah i agree and like you know i love i love just like seeing these like different adaptations literally my favorite movie in the entire world as you all probably know is clueless <laughs> it's yeah. like you know um that is it's like i just love the way how it is you know in the modern in this specific time and setting um and those characters and it like um obviously it like changes a lot from the book and like other adaptations and stuff um but also like we are we are reading emma right now grace and i together um and like reading the book is just like giving me enriching all my clueless thoughts this is all to say (laughs) i am glad that people are able to adapt things in different ways um and I also have the right to not like all those adaptations <laughs> equally. Right. Um, so I recently watched The Lure, um, which is a Polish horror musical mm-hmm. based on The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, I I guess I would recommend it. The soundtrack is banging. Yeah, I do. Um, I just want to interrupt one second and say that the the song was in that like Christmas Target commercial a couple was, months ago. It was very odd <laughs> yeah. and unsettling. Yeah. Um, they have clearly not watched the lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just um, thought that was funny to mention. Anyway, yeah. continue. Um, watching watching that and then watching this, I did not have a great time with that movie. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool things in it um again the music is awesome there's like a lot of beautiful shots i think it also is like kind of explicitly like dealing with some of these trans um things that you know that are part of the little mermaid um and stuff but like that movie just bummed me out so bad (laughs) yeah like Mm -hmm. was not a fun time watching it um and i think it's just like i like noticing with Ponyo and how like it brought me so much joy it's like these movies are talking about similar things they're obviously drawing from the same story um but like yeah just the way that people like you were talking about people like focus on the things that like stand out to them or that they like you know find important in those stories um and like this was just a perfect example for me of like consuming those adaptations um like just like the fact in in the lore, like bodies are just like terrible burdens, and like right. they're so gross, and like they always have like the capacity to change, but which is like a cool thing, yeah. but also horrifying. Right. Well, I mean, uh, just when you talk to me about it, it, I would describe some of the stuff you told me about. It. I have not seen this movie mm-hmm. as body horror, right? Yeah. Like so, there is no body horror in Ponyo. No. Yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> but in Ponyo, like. The bodies, I there is no body horror. Like the bodies are weird. Ponyo's body <laughs> at times is very strange, um, and stuff. But like that, like change and like kind of the fear of like not knowing 
like what your body's gonna be or that like you're gonna go grow old and like lose your body in ways like that is not a scary thing like that is a beautiful thing and that is just like a part of life you know and yeah. it's like it's mm-hmm. like they're talking about the same thing um in very different ways right um and stuff so, so i could you know probably no. have more examples yeah well i mean i guess mm-hmm. one thing i thought about um this is an experience that i actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. uh was um uh so i t- i wrote about um anatomy which mm-hmm. is a horror game from kitty kitty horror show um i don't want to get into it i think that's a game that's really good going into blind mm-hmm. um, i would highly recommend it. it's like three bucks on itch.io mm-hmm. um but it's about gender dysphoria or i think or at least maybe not specifically about that but about like your body being not your own and mm-hmm. you're sort of having to confront it and for me like experiencing that and seeing like a story that is really just like so bleak and horrific right mm-hmm. that like you just get eaten up <laughs> by all these evil things right yeah. or like this lack of control it's not even necessarily evil but it's just like forces outside of you yeah. right um and it's just really scary and bleak right mm-hmm. and for me that was like super cathartic and like mm-hmm. i felt like seen and sort of recognized but that kind of comes and i also wrote about to the lighthouse which i think is sort of the opposite where a character sort of comes into their own and realizes themselves right mm-hmm through sort of a similar process there's also a house that's very significant <laughs> yes in that book um anyway that's that's a piece i wrote that you should check out um i suppose but i think that's sort of the thing is like something that you're pointing out about this is like hey like this story can mean multiple things and you mm-hmm. emphasize different things and that makes something new out of it but then we also need that multiplicity right we need yeah that, you know yeah it's like i <laughs> far be it for me um to say that we should not write or you know create art about terrible things right um this is a call out to a girl from freshman english <laughs> yes <laughs> um, yeah um, oh, that's, uh-huh. anyway yeah long story short she said tony morrison was a bad writer because she writes about rape yes <laughs> anyway um far oh. be it for me to say any such nonsense like that um but i have found that just the point i'm at in my life um is like i am glad for these bleak depictions of things that like you know can oftentimes for you like are enriching and like cause you to like ponder things you know and think about different things for me that is not where i'm at in my life um yeah and so i like yeah it was just watching it like like you know the watching the lore it's like yep i get it men are shitty <laughs> like yeah. you do not have to tell me <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and stuff and then watching ponyo where it's like you know like fujimoto is like so afraid he's like oh like he's just like a human child and like he's going to change you know he's like inevitably like going to murder our daughter you know yeah right inadvertently <laughs> but like <laughs> you know that's yeah. like basically what he's saying and it's like no you know what like a boy can love you know a girl and like it is gonna be okay yeah <laughs> like um it was like uh, i don't know being bi is a weird thing because <laughs> i'm like yeah. wow like you know, like a heterosexual coupling, you know, and obviously they are children, like, it is not sexual. Um, but right, it's no, like, it's super not. It is yeah. not at all. But it's like, wow, like, men and women can be together. <laughs> like, how healing. <laughs> and, and, and so it's like, yeah, like, I am, I am glad for this, like, multiplicity of opinions, and I am glad that I do not have to like all of them. 
or you know right, or yeah. even all at the same time right right no yeah and I, th- I think that like just being you know yeah i don't know i think there's like there's there's worth engages like why does this ref- i mean actually i had a similar experience with this recently mm-hmm. this is like way off topic but like watching uncut gems uh, yeah um really reminded me of whiplash yes um i we've talked about this on the podcast before whiplash is like my least favorite movie <laughs> maybe <laughs> Um, and I'll cut gems, I think deals in a similar, so, and I don't want to get into it. Like this isn't relevant to the podcast. Um, like, I don't know, at me on Twitter, if you really want to hear my opinions about this, but like, I think like those two experiences would make a really interesting, like double feature because they, they reflect on each other. I think really interesting and productive ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, like, like if even having that experience with like, man, I do not like this or I had a bad experience with this. Yeah. I had a bad experience with the lore, but I have good experience with Ponyo. How does that show my like creative voice how does that show my interest what is that what do those two works have to say about each other mm-hmm. it's just like i think a really productive and interesting critical process right? yeah mm-hmm. and yeah it was just it was nice just to watch this and being like i'm having a good time and like it's a movie for children but that doesn't really matter yeah. to me, like because i am feeling good and yeah. also i did watch the lore and like i am able to have yeah. this conversation and like these thoughts right um but like i it was it just helped me feel a little more secure and it's like i yeah. can like what i like yes. right now right and, and i think that's fine. yes and i think that's also like such a satisfying experience a worthwhile experience to have mm-hmm. right um there's a oh okay i'm really curious you mentioned twin peaks or another relationship oh this. <laughs> yeah I'm i mean what you have to say about that so the thing with twin peaks we're watching twin peaks the return right now um which is like very beautiful and very interesting and has a lot of stuff that i really enjoy but it's also like i really don't want to see another instance of domestic abuse (laughs) like (laughs) yeah yeah i really have to see that and stuff and like even the like the way it's done it's not like i don't like i like twin peaks i think maybe we've talked about this before like it's just really compassionate right in the way and like these women who are suffering like you know, in, like, most of the cases, like, they're, you know, they're, like, not degraded, right? And stuff, like, this horrible stuff is happening to them, and, like, you know, and it is clear that it is bad and not their fault (laughs) or anything. Well, yeah, that's, Um, I mean, yeah, they're innocents, right? Even if they do bad things, right? They're innocents, and that, I think, is such a strong element of that show. Um, But, like, you know, it's like, I know that 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 stuff is happening in real life, all the time yeah. <laughs> and it, you know i'm i'm seeing like this you know multiple times over in this show it's just like a little rough right so it was it was just tying in the way in that right where it's yeah. like twin peaks is not bad for doing those things um but like it is not necessarily a thing that i'm like stoked to see right now or not even stoked but it's just like this is really painful yeah and like not necessarily like enriching or like has things you know for me to think about in a right. productive way which is i think um, i think in some ways not not the opposite experience i'm having because i'm i am yeah. also distressed and like i yeah. react so much when we're watching that show right mm-hmm. um but i am getting a lot out of the yeah. return and really mm-hmm. really enjoying it and like um even though it is you know distressing and like i don't know if i can watch like more than one or two episodes a day mm-hmm. right because it, it's heavy and weighs on my mind right yeah. um but yeah, and I think, I don't know, the thing is also just being aware of, like, what your limits are and not being, like, embarrassed or sort of, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's okay for you to be like, you know, I don't, 
I don't need this in my <laughs> life, right? And that doesn't even mean that like you are condemning the work. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? But you can yeah, be like, I so. don't, I don't want to deal with this specific thing. Yeah, go see right. the lore. I'll just keep wa- listening to the soundtrack <laughs> and call it good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to. I'm curious about what I would think about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Speaking of things that we like, yeah. uh, and maybe don't oh like, right. Let's go back to the beginning of the show, yeah. um, where we do our regular segment, <laughs> likes and yikes. Yes. <laughs> um, wow, I so completely spaced out about this. Me too. Thank I, you for... I was trying to find a space to fit it back in. Right. Um, so, likes and yikes, it's just a quick moment for us to say something that we liked um, in the movie, say something that we didn't like so much, um, something that, you know, doesn't necessarily need to be dealt delved into um but that we just wanted to make known and share with the world so grace what is your like um well so my like so the scene where um lisa and uh Soski's mom are fighting over um morse code mm-hmm. you know he's got like a light um there's a part where she in the english translation says bug off but she says baka which i as I, far as i understand is like idiot mm-hmm. right moron that kind of thing um, and so she just hits it again and again, and it's like, and the words on the bottom of the screen keep scrolling. Yeah, it's like, like baka, off, baka, 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 baka. It's like, uh, it goes off screen, right? Yeah. I think that's just such a, like, it's such a small thing that's a little touch that I think is just really, it's comedic, it's really nice, mm-hmm. right? Um, I also really like that whole sequence. Um. Yeah. No, I think, I yeah. think, yeah, we could say that because I want to talk more about that. Um that whole scene and everything yeah late we'll put a pin in that for after this segment okay my yike is um when lisa's driving the car it always stresses me out she's always so close <laughs> in the corners and i'm worried that she's going to kill her five-year-old child she is so reckless <laughs> yeah there's this thing where she like she's got like he, so she's got like ice cream and, and she like leans over to like get it or her hand on the wheel and i was like I cannot take this. Look at the road, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, and of course, nothing's bad's gonna happen, and it's just like yeah. it's it's good for the. I don't. This is not a bad thing about the movie. Like it communicates something small about her character, mm-hmm. right? And how like sort of hurried she is and, and stuff. Like I think it totally works. It just stressed me out. <laughs> no, it is very stressful. Um, I do like that it is like a setup for later, like, when she's driving through oh, the tsunami. Yes, true, like, yeah. she literally would, they would not have made it home if she was not as, like, terrible and reckless a driver as she is. Yeah. Um, well, it also so, sort of sets up when she drives away to go to the senior center. Yeah. And you find her car, like, in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Where it's, like, what happens, you know, yeah. like, anyway. No, it's, like, good, but yeah, it is extremely stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Emma, tell me about your yike, and then your like. Okay, yeah, so... This movie does not have body horror. No. <laughs> um, however. <laughs> however. Um, so Umpano, like, builds herself this little human body, um, and it's all, like, bendy and weird um, and half fish mm-hmm. and magical. So, like, Sosuke's trying to teach her, like, how to sit at a table and eat, you know, with nice manners and stuff, and she wants to use her feet instead of her hands. Um, and then she reveals that, like, she can move her toes like hands, like fingers on a hand. Yeah. Um, and she literally, like, wraps her foot around Sosuke's foot, like, their her 
big toe is the opposable thumb yes, that, yeah. like, is able to change direction and, like, the rest of her toes go on the other yeah. side. It is, it's cute and charming. It was also so freaky. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please, end. Yeah, end this soon. is not very much of the movie. <laughs> um, so that was, that was my yike. Yeah. Um, my like, see, I need to take better notes. Um, <laughs> I thought of something else i was like oh that is my like that's my like um but but the like i have you know it's just hard when you like so many things in a movie um so a very good like this movie is the jellyfish at the beginning of the movie the first things you see in the movie it's just like panning down through the ocean and there's like all this beautiful fish and wildlife and there's just these jellyfish and something again like the animation in this movie is stunning um but they they are flat um they look like little cartoons but they are like so beautiful (laughs) and especially in like such great numbers um and stuff and like Mm -hmm. i just love jellyfish best part of the aquarium um and stuff and so they were just like it was it was so good so good it's like any moment is in in these movies it's like you know i see cows that's the best part yeah i see jellyfish that's the best part (laughs) you know moment of simple pleasures yes that's me yeah um so back to our regularly scheduled programming yeah Um, well i don't know how much i have to talk about uh i feel like we've gone through most things i guess i do want to talk about family yeah that's wanted to talk more about the scene um you know, that you're talking about with the lights. Yes, yeah. And, you know, right, that whole yeah. build-up and yeah. aftermath. Well, it's basically that. like, Suski's dad calls Lisa on the phone. He's like, hey, I'm not going to make it. And she's like, making dinner. Full, yeah, like Full making on. this special dinner because he's supposed to come back. Yeah. And then she, um, you know, is mad. And then it's like, Soski, let's eat out tonight. <laughs> Which is the biggest mood yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. just being like, I'm done. Yeah. Let's get pizza. Mm-hmm. You know? And then Soski's like, well, I want to eat in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah. she is so mad, but, like, it's just, it's like a outward, it's like an expression of, like, the utter depression that she feels. Yes. Cause yeah. then like after, after she's like raging around the kitchen, it like cuts to her like half lying in bed. Like she's yeah. like fallen out of bed and she's asleep. And like, so like, we have to, we have to message Koichi, um, which is his dad. And, and she's like, no, I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and stuff. And she like does get up to like yell at him through the lights right uh, and stuff and you know and the dad's like really apologetic and like yeah sad and she sort of and cheers up right well she she only cheers up because she goes back to bed oh and that's sad. right and sosuke is five and it's like comes over and is like please don't be sad i really don't want you to be sad and so she like gets up and starts like singing a song about how she's so happy like through gritted teeth <laughs> um <laughs> And then she, like, starts, like, playing with him, you know, and cheers right. up. and makes food and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, it's just so depressing. <laughs> it's, like, because she's, like, yeah, like, I'm here. It's clear that she, like, it's clear that they're, like, they are living where they are because, like, so that they can kind of be close to the dad, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and that, like, he can come home more or whatever and stuff. And so it's, like, clear she just, like, feels 
abandoned, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, like, her and her five-year-old son. Right. Um, which, like, a five-year-old can, like, you know, talk and interact. But, like, that's a thing where, like, moms with, like, young kids are like, wow, I haven't had an adult conversation in, like, three days. You right, know? yeah. Um, no, it's a different and thing. And stuff. And so it's just, it's just really sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, the movie doesn't really get into that yeah. a whole lot right like there's the, i think and the thing is the scene is just so good the scene is really it's good really just elegant and like and i don't know if it needs to be i don't know if there need like i'm just not sure what does it say thematically about this movie yeah that this sort of that this sort of moment where she's in clear like emotional distress mm-hmm. you know that she can handle yeah right um but in a clear emotional distress that um that uh you know the, the movie sort of leaves open right because all this other the end of the world's gonna happen <laughs> yeah all this other stuff happens right mm-hmm. um you know what does it sort of say about I, i'm not really sure i don't know if you have any thoughts about yeah this. no like it did just make me think because like the dad is not being neglectful um no. right like that's just his job <laughs> yeah. it's like he has to do that and he can he's in contact with him like every night presumably you know yeah like, right that they are able to um, every chance they get, um, and stuff, but it's, like, still hard, yeah. and it's awful, uh, but, like, you know, but it's, like, yeah, but it's, like, she can handle it, and it's, like, you know, even though it's not, things aren't going the way that she wants, like, she's right. so committed, like, to this, like, to the idea of their family, and how it operates, yeah. um, like, it really, it was just making me, like, I just thought a little bit about, like, yeah, if Sosuke is gonna love Ponyo forever, which, like, I think he will, you know, like, um, but it just made me think of, like, oh, when he grows up, you know, and is, yeah. like, sitting on, like, a high hill, like, out, like, watching his, like, you know, wayward, magical wife, like, you know, like, doing her thing, right. and, like, she, you know, calls back to him and, like, is always, like, gonna return to him, um, right? Like, Ponyo, the whole movie is, like, gotta get back to Sosuke, like, yeah. you know, gotta be with him and stuff, and so, and so it's, like, it's not necessarily sad, but, like, it is, like, a happy life, but it's just painful to yeah. be in that situation. When I think it's similar, I've been thinking a lot about um, Totoro and Kiki, and I think this movie falls into this as well, as well as both Paddington movies. Oh, as um, Paddington. As non-revolutionary utopias. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess where it's, like, kind of the structures of our lives, like, still exist, and there's, mm-hmm. like, still, like, bad things in them, but also everything is so much kinder. Yeah. And it, like... You know, it hints at a at a better world without sort of getting into the the messy complications of like what mm-hmm. making that looks like and like what you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is so much that, but there is yeah, I think a sense of like, like part of like living is painful. Mm-hmm. Like being separated from someone you love is something that is going to happen, mm-hmm. even if they didn't have a demanding job, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are things that are painful about life that will continue to mm-hmm. exist. Um, and you sort of have to, like, deal with them and sort of, like, work with them and try and move through them, right? Yeah. And that, like, hey, that would be a lot easier if we loved each other and if we took <laughs> yeah. care of each other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think, yeah, that, that there's something about that that just always feels really powerful and revelatory to me, even though I think it has, like, very clear limitations. Yeah, right. Like, you know, there are so many outside forces that affect you know how right. how you can act in these like 
you know, individual and familial situations. Um, but yeah, it is really just beautiful to see people who love each other. Like I said, love to see the straights love each other. Yes. <laughs> you know, in like difficult but healthy ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I, I think that's that's something that um, I don't know. I don't want to call anybody out in particular. I I saw a letterbox review mm-hmm. um, from someone that was like. I don't even remember what movie it was about, but it was like from like 2013, you okay. know? And they were like, yeah, I love to see men being sensitive in, in movies, <laughs> right? And part of me is like, that's everywhere, <laughs> you know? There's so many movies about this. There's not those. a single movie. There's and not like, just one movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, y'all heard about Rio Bravo, <laughs> you know? And like, not that like Rio Bravo is plenty yeah. problematic on these terms, right? Yeah. But just that like... Watch both of the Paddington movies. Yes. <laughs> Right. Well, it's also like, and then this movie came out in 2009, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I'm not saying, like, I, I just think sometimes the way we talk about sort of kinds of relationships and how, like, oh, like, the straight, you know, straight relationships in movies are like this. Yeah. You know, it's all Kylo Ren and Rey or oh whatever, right? Gosh, it's all this. Talk to me. <laughs> anyway, it's all these bad things. Um, and it's like, there are always, always, always exceptions yeah. and, like, you know, different things. And, yep. like, and that doesn't mean, that does not mean there's not a systemic problem, mm-hmm. right? But I think I agree, like, it is both it is both refreshing to see these kinds of relationships depicted on film, mm-hmm. because they do not always exist, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it is also like, hey, you want movies about masculinity that's positive, mm-hmm. like, here you go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> here is this movie. They are out right. there. Right, they are out there, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. It is nice. What a nice movie. Yeah. What a lovely movie, mm-hmm. man. Oh, it's so trans. It's so trans. Yeah, I currently have three Ghibli movies on my trans canon. You know, <laughs> Just be like that. Box. Yeah, it do be like that. Well, uh, we got anything else? Yeah, yeah I'm sure there are things. Oh that yeah, I could there's, talk there's about, stuff. But... Um, yeah, um, I think it's easy to read this movie as slight. I hope we have proven that it is not. It's got stuff going on. It it's is got stuff going on. It is for kids. It's for all ages. Yeah, watch it with your kids. Watch it with your loved ones. Yeah, have a great have a great time. Have a nice time. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh. We, so, there's another podcast on the Admiral Mapping Network called And Then an Aeroplane. Yes. That's watching all the Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're, anyway, we, I sort of talked about this when I was talking about non-revolutionary utopias, but I think their episode on Kiki is sort of an interesting contrast yeah. to mm-hmm. ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we think, uh, we think about those movies in, that movie in a really different way that's really productive. If you've been enjoying the kind of criticism that we've been doing on this podcast, I think you'll also enjoy that. Yeah. I'd recommend it. It's exactly like we were talking about, you know, there needs to be this multiplicity of ideas yeah. and stuff. And well, so it's interesting recommend... because I also know, like, I mean, Em and I are friendly uh, on Twitter and, and stuff, and they've talked about, like, they don't listen to these episodes mm-hmm. before until after they've watched the episode and recorded their own, right? Yeah. And, um, and they always sort of have, like, interesting responses yeah. to them but like it feels like they're in conversation with each other but in this really indirect way that i think yeah. is super super cool yeah so no, i would recommend and, checking it out yeah yeah really grateful they're both the hosts are cool people and yeah. they're always so generous you know shouting out our podcast and the ways that in which we are different yeah. um and stuff but like just building off so you know give both podcasts a listen see you know if one or both <laughs> strikes your fancy <laughs> yeah uh, um great yeah. Well, guys, speaking of which, mm-hmm. that's the network we're hosted on. We're hosted <laughs> by the Admiral Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find at admiralmapping.com and support at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Next movie we're watching is The Wind Rises. It's the last one. Which is um, in our in what we have defined yes. as a Miyazaki, <laughs> our Miyazaki season. Yeah. Um, Those are like short films and stuff that we haven't talked about in a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous. I've never seen it. You've been yeah. hinting at it all season. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I think that's a movie. Yeah. I, anyway, that movie's about, I think, largely Miyazaki reflecting back on his own work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a really interesting one to watch. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, um, you can, you know, send us questions as always. We're also trying to figure out what the next season, um, is going to be. Um, let's set a goal now. Um, <laughs> let's hold ourselves accountable that we will know what we're doing by the next episode. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Um, but if you, you know, if you have ideas, people have sent in a few already. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal favorite, which I know Grace would probably, mm, Loathe isn't the right word, but not have as good of a time as I would. Someone suggested we watch the DCOM Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, um, I don't, uh, how many of that, how many movies would that oh, be? Oh, that would, that would be endless. I will find that as a fun tidbit for next time. Well, um. Yeah, I think it's like, I could not, I, I could do like maybe like 10 episodes or something like that. I could not do a full like 30 episodes. Yeah, so That's I, a podcast on its own. It's, it's that's true. a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone make that podcast. Yeah. I will listen. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, if you have ideas for seasons, they can. You know, we've done. They can be anything. You know, we've yeah. done Star Wars, and then some of our personal favorites, and then Miyazaki. But yeah. it can be like a conceptual thing. Yeah, we're we're sort of. I also don't want to stretch outside of our our comfort zones because like. Yeah. You know, these are movies that are really close to my childhood, and, like, you've seen a lot of them, mm-hmm. right? And so I want to try and do something that's, like, unfamiliar to both of us in some yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so any input. And you can send that uh, to us at uh, seasonspod at gmail.com. Yes. And at seasonsmoviepod on Twitter. Yes. You can find our show, just all the back episodes and everything, at abnormalmapping.com slash seasons movie pod yeah you can find us personally on twitter at um you of wales that's me so the letter u of wales the aquatic mammal mm-hmm. where can people find you grace you can find me at grace underscore machine on twitter and on most internet things i think that's my letterbox also <laughs> so yep um and you can also read grace's work yeah at uh graceinthemachine.com mm-hmm All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll see you next time for The Wind Rises and the announcement of our next season. Woo! All right. See ya.